Coca-Cola. Diabetes. <clears throat> yeah, I might be getting diabetes here. Um, so, we're going to talk about John Carpenter movies. But we're not going to talk about the movies that people like. No. We're going to talk about his shit pile. <laughs> or at least what we consider shit. I mean, I think it's pretty universal. I mean, they're not like Toxic Avenger or Rise of Skywalker bad. They're like... There's some stinkers, though. There are some stinkers. Some stinkers on here. Yeah. Uh, let's let's see here. We, I, 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 we'll, we'll do a second episode with the better movies. Yeah. Um, we just want to talk... Cause we, maybe we, a third one with the ones we haven't seen. Mediocre ones or yeah. ones we haven't watched yet. Yeah, we could do that, too. Um, We're just... We've been watching a lot since it's... October, we figured let's watch some shitty horror movies. We're trying to watch horror movies every night, yeah. And who did shitty horror movies the best in the 90s? John Carpenter. Okay. I mean, he didn't release that many. I think it was three or four movies total throughout the 90s. And we watched, we watched, well, you watched all of them. I didn't watch Vampires with you. Right. But You've probably seen it enough times to talk about I've it. seen it a few times. I, I don't know. We could skip it if you want. You could, like part you, two well, or three. You could take the horn for it. I don't care. Um, I can pitch it from what I can remember. I remember the beginning the most. Okay. After that, it gets fuzzy. Just because it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Okay. But, uh, what do we want to start off with, though? Ghosts of Mars. Yeah, I call this the best... Are we including Escape from L.A. in here? Or is that more of like middle guilty no, it's, pleasures? it's kinda? not. It, it is a guilty pleasure, but it needs to be where it belongs, and that's okay. in the shit pile. Okay, so that'll be in the shit pile. Yes. We can talk about that one first if you want. Uh, let's just go Ghost of Mars. Okay. Um, it's, it was his second to last movie he ever made. It does not feel like a John Carpenter movie at all. That was the last one before the ward? Yeah. Okay. So it was almost a 10-year gap between... Because I think Ghost of Mars came out in 01. Because Ghost of Mars is supposed to be Escape from Mars. Yeah, it's supposed to be the third Snake Plissken movie. Right. But the studios were like, Escape from L.A. was so bad, we don't want to make a third movie. And so he kind of rewrote it. I mean, I don't know how much of Ghost of... Or Escape from Mars is in Ghost of Mars. Probably not a whole lot. Right. But there's probably definitely elements in it. Um, so they rewrote it into like a shitty action horror movie. Right. And I'm like you, you said, um, where we both agree that Desolation Williams, played by Ice Cube, was definitely going to be Snake Plissken. Yeah, I feel like that would be the Snake Plissken character. Yeah. Um, it could have been um, Charlize Theron's character, but I don't think so. Charlize Theron wasn't in this movie, oh, bro. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> it's, um, I don't remember her name, but she was in um, The Girl Species. from Species, yeah. yeah. My bad. <laughs> Pre, Pre-Charlize Theron. I was thinking Theron. of a better movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this movie, I call it the best golden turd I've ever seen, because it's terrible, god-awful. But I fucking love it for some reason. I watched it a ton when I was growing up as like a teenager with um, right. my buddy Uriah again. Shout out to Uriah. You get two shout outs in one ep- or in two different episodes um, back to back. And other friends I would invite over who never seen it. I, I literally forced my friends to watch it. And a lot of them hated me for it. And a lot of them were like, this movie is so bad. I fucking love it. Yeah. Um. It is fun. It's got some of the worst fucking acting in a John Carpenter movie. That's, yeah, that's for true. sure. 
Um, Ice Cube, hands down, is fucking awful in this movie. He's either like, I'm going to kill you, or I sound like you need to feel sorry for me. Yeah. <laughs> um, I would say his performance in Triple X... Um, what was the subtitle of that movie? State of the Union? State of the Union. Was better than this? Oh, hands down. Okay. Hands down. And that movie is trash, yeah. too. And are we there yet? He's way better than that. And any of the, like, the Friday movies or... So, my take on that, and this, I don't know if this is true, but I'm going to assume he had better direction in those movies. The yeah. director did their job. Uh-huh. And at this point in John Carpenter's career, this was just a paycheck. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like you said, there was like a 10 year gap. And then he didn't, he only did, excuse me, one movie after this. Yeah, The Ward, which we'll get to. So I feel like <laughs> maybe he was kind of done with oh, movies. Hands down. Well, because this doesn't, like I said, it doesn't feel like a Carpenter movie. And I think he really wanted to go out of his element, not really do a horror movie, even though, because this really isn't a horror movie. It's more of like an action horror movie. Like there's horror elements kind of in it. Like there's the, the ghosts and zombie-esque. The, the, the cannibalistic ghosts or whatever when they yeah. like claw on their faces and all that stuff. But like it's more of just a really like a really bad action movie, to be honest. Yeah. It feels that way. It does. It feels um, like it's shot on like a VHS camcorder or something. Super low budget. I remember seeing some behind the scenes footage or like tv stuff for it um because they were like carpenter's return to filmmaking because the last movie he made before this was vampires which was 97 yeah i think is when vampires came out so it was you know five six year gap i think think so is my math right correct on that one so you know it was a big deal because i didn't know i was gonna be doing math today yeah me either okay it's been so long i don't even remember how to do math um and I gas my phone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's all you do now for math. Pretty much, yeah. Until the grid goes down. Yeah, yeah. then everybody's screwed. Um, but, because at one point in time, ladies and gentlemen, if you can believe it or not, John Carpenter is one of the most cherished horror directors of all time. Yeah. Literally was called the master of horror. I think people have a soft spot in their hearts for him when it comes to horror, just oh, yeah. because of some of the early stuff. Oh yeah, dude. He he set the bar back in the eighties, yeah. prime time fucking carpenter right there. Yeah. Um, and so I remember seeing that, and they I rem- I think they filmed this movie in Arizona because I remember um, they had to spray paint the sets orange, and it was like a ton of orange paint that they used. That sounds terrible. Yeah. It's better than Tremors 5 or 6. It was all CGI. They just um, put a blue filter on the camera. Put the filter on to make the sand look like snow. snow, yeah. Yeah. Um, And I just remember that there was gallons and gallons of fucking orange paint that they used for the set to make it look like Mars rocks and stuff like that when it was like all styrofoam or something. That's terrible. Yeah. And I unfortunately wasn't able to see it in the theater. Um... But we rented it at Blockbuster as soon as it came out, and I loved it so much, and we were able to buy it on VHS. Because DVDs weren't a thing yet. This was still VHS era. Yeah, I skipped it. Or, or, D- or DVDs were a thing, but they were more of like a luxury item at the time. 
kind of yeah, like 4K is today. Yeah, they were way more than a v- yeah. VHS. VHS were like 10, 15 bucks, and DVDs were like 25. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I started buying VHS tapes for like seven bucks at Target because mm-hmm. I thought I was getting a good deal because DVDs were still like 20, 30 bucks. Yeah. Yeah. And this was back when every DVD had like a oh, ton of special features, though. Okay. What did we say? It's 2001, and then Vampires was, I think, 97. Okay. Yeah, this came out December 4th, 2001. Oh, so it was barely 2001. Okay. Or maybe that's the DVD release. Yeah, that's the DVD release. Hmm. I was going to say, I think it came out summertime. Yeah, before 9 11. Yeah. Before the dark times. Before, yeah, never forget. Um, speaking of nine eleven, it was the twenty year anniversary this year. Yeah. I didn't forget. No, I never will. Anyways, this isn't about nine eleven. This is about shitty carpenter. Movies. I was trying to figure out what week it was released and why I didn't see this in the theater. So. I'm surprised. Did you just type in Ghost of Mars release date? Yeah, and it keeps giving me the DVD release. Maybe it didn't come out in theaters. Excuse me. Um, but yeah, so... I August was, 24th. I was kind of confused watching this movie, to be honest. Um, <laughs> yeah, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. I wasn't really sure why anything was happening, um, why they were there, why he was chained up in the... Because it opens up with um, not Charlize Theron. Yeah, Natasha. Romanoff or something. That's Black Widow. But, um, <laughs> Hetridge? Hetridge? Yeah, something right. like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it opens up with her telling what happened. Yeah, because this train shows up and she's the only one on it. And she's handcuffed to a seat or something. And a bed or something. So yeah. she's a police officer of some kind. Yeah. And so she's in front of a tribunal. Like, what went wrong? Where's your prisoner? Where's the rest of your team? Um, so the, st- the whole entire movie is told in the series of flashbacks. And then there's flashbacks and side flashbacks of something that just happened yeah. a minute beforehand. I didn't really like the format of the story. No, it was bad. It Poorly written, poorly executed, poorly directed, but I love it. <laughs> you know the, uh, is it the second Bill and Ted movie? Where there's a lot more to do with the politicians of the future, like the... Yeah. There's all those people around in the yeah. podium and stuff. No, the third one. I think maybe all three they were in it. They were. They show up in the first one. But they're not there's they're not there's not too much of it in the first one. Well, that's right? how the police tribunal made me feel. Yeah. It was like there's a bunch of weird futuristic looking judges it, asking her questions. It felt very Starship Troopers kind I'm of I'm surprised they didn't plug wire in her brain to watch her memories right. live. Didn't have the budget for that. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and then, yeah, so they go to this little mining town to pick up Desolation Williams, who's like the big, supposedly the biggest crook criminal. Is that Pam Greer? Or... No. no, that's Ice Cube. That's Ice Cube's okay. character, Sorry. yeah. No, it's all good. I think you said that in the beginning. And um, I don't know why he's there. Yeah. Um, so they get to the town and they there's no one to be found. Well, this is probably the closest to a western that John Carper has done. I think he t- said in vampires movie. too, kind of. Yeah, but this definitely has like a ghost town, yeah. wild west kind of feel, like riding the train out to the boonies. The guy who's wanted to make a western his whole career and he never did. With like a marshal coming to get a prisoner. That's that maybe that's 
you know what? Crazy idea here. Okay. What if his and he's never going to make another movie again at this point. But what? Probably just not. just what if someone convinces him? He he said he would do it if the if the money was right. He did say he would make one more movie. All right. Um. So Carpenter, if you hear this, maybe you can make it. What if we do a Snake Plissken prequel, but it's like Snake Plissken's like great great uncle set in the Wild West. All right. And he's like. Like Tremors 4, or was it 3? 4, yeah, 4. Where it was... Um, like where the Graboids first showed up or whatever. Michael Gross's ancestor, but yeah. it was Michael Gross exactly. playing his ancestor. And it kind of told how the whole town was set up and where everyone came from. Yeah, and it's like Snake Plissken's great-great-grandpa. Yeah, I'd be fine with that. It's got the eye patch and everything still, yeah, but he's not? just a cowboy. I mean, Snake Plissken's character is based off of Clint Eastwood to begin with. Right. Or John Wayne or something? John, no, no. John Wayne's Jack Burton oh, from right, Big Trouble right, in right. China. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then it just, I don't know, just redo the same story as the first two since they were the same yeah, fucking movie. without the surfing. Yeah, why not? Yeah, no surfing, please. <laughs> <laughs> There's like you a, could still have a cabbie, but yeah. you just have a, a cab, um, horseless carriage. Oh, yeah. Or no, not horseless carriage. Um, um, a buggy with a, buggy, a horse. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Ernest Borden is still alive, I think. So he could still play Cabby. Is he? There's no way. He might be. There's no way that guy's still alive. Let's do some research. That he was old as shit and fucking escaped from New York. Yeah. Or he just looked like it. No, he died in 2012. Okay, never mind. 95 years old. That's a long time. But I, I could see the cult classic appeal to this movie. It only made like $8 million in the box office. I'm surprised it made that much, to be honest yeah. with you. Um, and this was before the internet was the internet, what it is today. So, like, word of mouth didn't get around because social media wasn't around right. yet, you know. I don't think Reddit was a thing in 01, right? Uh, oh, no. No. 2004 at the earliest, but probably okay. like 2006, 2007. Okay. So, I mean, there was definitely message boards were the thing oh, back yeah. then. Oh, yeah. There been message yeah, boards in the 80s and 70s and um, stuff, but, yeah. But. BBS boards or whatever. And, yeah, and shit, they, they wasted Pam Greer in this movie. She should have been the main character. Yeah, That's, probably. Stole that from Red Letter Media. They made that a pretty good point. Um, and this is one of Jason Statham's, like, first movies. Yeah. He still has some hair. It's kind of yeah, weird. Yeah, he, he uh, turned down the lead role of dog soldiers to be in this instead. And Oof. what a fucking mistake that was dog soldiers is a fucking cult classic, man. We should talk about it sometime. Now, I mean, though, I don't think you liked it though. When you watched it, which one dog soldiers, I did. Um, I think I need to watch it with you. Okay. Cause I watched it by myself. Yeah. was a little harder. Because it's, it's really low budget, too, right? Super low yeah. budget. Extremely low like budget. Like, it felt like a home video, almost. Almost. It's, yeah, yeah it's it's a, it's a almost down to that level. Um, but it's so fucking good. And then that director, I can't remember his name, but his next movie was The Descent. Holy shit, The Descent. So that, I would say The Descent was, like, the last, like, great horror movie that was ever made, to be honest. Okay. So I'm looking at some other movies released August 24th, 2001. To figure out why it did so poorly. Uh, you got Jane by Silent Bob Strike Back. Oh, yeah, yeah. 
Summer Catch was was that awful um, baseball that movie with one with... of the American Pie guys. Oh, okay. Um, and I think Jessica Biel might have been in it. Maybe not. Oh no! So so then that 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 was um, isn't that with fucking Jimmy Fallon? Not one of the American Pie guys. Isn't that Jimmy Fallon? Uh, I'm not sure. It's um, Drew Barrymore, isn't it? Bubble Boy. Bubble Boy. Holy shit! Is that Jamie Kennedy. No, Bubble Boy's um. Jesus Christ! What's his name? He played Mysterio in uh, the most oh, recent. Um, um, Jake Gyllenhaal. Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah. Gyllenhaal. Uh, he said Summer Catch. I'm pretty sure that was Jimmy Fallon and Drew Barrymore. Um, Fray Prince Jr. and Jessica Biel. Oh, Beale. so I got the so, Jessica Biel right. So what shitty movie am and I Matthew thinking Lillard. of? <clears throat> oh, excuse me. Of course, Matthew Lillard's in it. What shitty movie am I thinking of then with the fucking cab Jimmy one Fallon. with Queen Latifah? I thought there was one he did with Drew Barrymore, though. Maybe not. Oh, I know what you're talking about. It's the, the guy's a Boston Red Sox fan. Yeah. And they edited the movie because the Sox won the series that year for the first time and whatever. Mm-hmm. Fever Pitch. That's what that okay. one's called. Okay. Sorry. Yeah, they had to do some reshoots because uh, they broke the curse of the of the babe or whatever it's called. The Great so. Bambino. Yeah. The Sultan of Swat. What are we talking about? Ghost to Mars. Um, yeah. Jesus, I don't know. There's really not a whole lot to talk about with this no. one. Um, I liked the head zombie. I think they called him Big Daddy Ghost or something like that. That would be a lot better. He went... That's why he always says his... This guy is huge. He's got to be 6'6", somewhere around there. Just pure... Pure muscle. I don't know if it was a muscle suit. I really doubt it. I'm sure that the reason why they hired him is because he was a big fucking yeah. hunky boy. He looks terrifying. He looks like a mix of like the crow and a demon. Yeah. And he comes out and you think he's about to start saying some like demonic like ghost shit. Or and then some cheesy villains. You know, banter. And this is literally what comes out of his mouth. And like his fucking zon- or It was a like ghost- the mom in a Tony yeah. Brown movie. And the ghost <laughs> army just raises their arms in the air and they all like. And it's yeah. like, Jesus Christ. Yeah, it's terrifying. <laughs> Not in a scary way. Um. So basically, they find a few survivors here and there throughout the movie, but everyone ends up dying except for two people. Yeah. Ice Cube and uh, Natasha. Because Ice Cube's like, I'm out of here. I'm going to go back to Earth or something. Yeah. And, um, um, I'm sorry to do this to you, but I got to handcuff you to the... You, and usually John Carpenter has a few people he reuses in most of his movies. Mm-hmm. And in this one, he only had one. And it was the old guy. The bum guy we're talking no, about? No, 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 no. It's the other old guy. Okay. Um, white hair. Oh, the one that replaced the other guy. Yeah, yeah, who yeah. Was in, like the first few, he played like the cop. Or yeah, let me look up his name real fast. He des- <clears throat> I know who you're talking about. He deserves more credit than just old guy with white hair. <laughs> and it also had uh, the dad or the guy from. Um, Freddie Prince Jr. Oh, uh, Jesus. Revenge of the Nerds. He was the dad in Lizzie McGuire. Okay. He was the other train conductor. Where are there we go? Peter Jason. He's been in a lot of Carpenter movies. Okay. Um I don't think there was any feature tech in here, right? For the most part. They had like, the breathers. But there's no like laser guns or No, anything. they had like shitty 
shotgun like kind of thing or MP no no MP five so so they there was oh no there were MP fives you're right because uh, the Ice Cube had MP five Ks because had two of the greatest them. moment in the movie is him running out the building just shooting to either side yeah. of him while he's trying to turn his head really yeah fast to he's see looking because um. <laughs> <laughs> uh. you could tell he's trying like. I can't just blindly look forward while I shoot to the side. I gotta look, look, look. Yeah. Just aiming at. Well, in the funniest part, too, right before. Hold on. We won't ever get taken down. Let me see if that that part is um, on YouTube so we can play it on here. Because the dialogue is absolutely fucking terrible. Yeah, it is. I just. I love that part so much. <laughs> you know, plan, what happened to plan? We need. Oh. Uh, the whole movie's on here for free. <laughs> of course it is. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, yeah, the clips right here, but oh. All right. Let's see here. You got a plan B? Yeah. It's the same as plan A. You got any fresh ideas? Yeah. What we should have done in the first place. Shit. <laughs> I could have sworn he said, yeah, plan C or something like that. Okay. That would have been hilarious, though. He might further down the road. But... Oh, yeah. He's running down the stairs, just just looking. It's like, what the fuck are you doing, buddy? Um, I don't I don't know if he was ever in. No, he's been in. He was in Anaconda. He's been in a lot of movies before this one. Yeah. Um, maybe this was his first action-ish movie. I don't know. <laughs> Right. Um, but yeah, I just, uh, but yeah, so like Carpenter, I don't know. It doesn't even have any of like the Carpenter like trademarks that he does. Like it doesn't have a whole lot of his like wide angle shots. The soundtrack is terrible. They got Anthrax to record the soundtrack. <laughs> And it just it's just it just feels like you're playing like a shitty like Duke Nukem video game every time like all the actions happening because it's just heavy metal guitars playing and we, gun we forgot to mention the ACDC soundtrack on for the Maximum last, Overdrive. Yeah, oh Jesus, episode. yeah, that's right. God damn it, that did not fit. At one point, at some guy goes Hell's Bells, and then the music started up like, oh yeah, they're gonna play Hell's Bells. Nope. And then it's just like bam bam. Bam, bam. I think they saved that for the credits, didn't they? And then they? towards the end of the movie, yeah. they played it. I'm like, oh, okay, here it is. God damn it. Yeah, that, oh, dude, man. <laughs> what would you rather rewatch? Maximum Overdrive or Ghost of Mars? Ghost of Mars. Oh, yeah, hands down. Yeah. Way more entertaining. Maximum Overdrive is another of those movies I can't handle more than once every several years. Yeah, that maybe a minimum of five to seven years. And like you years. said, you got to watch it with somebody else. Yes. Especially someone who hasn't seen it before. Yeah. So then that way you can pretend like you just came up with all the shit you're yep. talking about. I was telling somebody about it and they're like, I need to watch it. I say, no, you don't. Like, how are those clocks spinning? <laughs> like, how are they controlling the battery-powered clocks on the wall? I don't know. Anyway. But then, yeah, I just, this, this, I don't know. I I don't have anything else to add to Ghost of Mars, to Not be really. honest. I just remember at the end, I was sitting there going, what what really happened in this movie? <laughs> like, they're kind of going somewhere. Oh. And there were some zombies. And I know you're calling them ghosts, but I, I guess they can possess people, and that's how they multiply. But then there was a bunch of, like, severed heads on pikes. 
Yeah, I was. It got really cultish, and then it kind of all went away, and then. Yeah. So I didn't like the whole courthouse thing. I no. So they they almost got away at the end. There was a good handful of them still alive, but for some reason Natasha, whatever her last name is, felt like if they blew up the reactor that was right next to the gold the the mine, the radiation would kill the ghosts. Right. (laughs) And so if they're creatures of energy, and you blast them with energy, then maybe they'll die. And so. They go back. And, and then, then the big every- guy was on a car that they dislodged and then it blows up, but he kind of makes their Keanu Reeves at the end of Matrix 3 pose or something. Oh, when they, they release the, the carts, when they throws the dynamite? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, kind I don't know of. Why they have dynamite or how that works on Mars. Or- well, because they're, they're mining, so true, they got to blow true, stuff true. up. Um, That's why it's space dynamite. So. Well, they kind of had it though the the the, <laughs> the detonators they used and they put in they, they put in the, <laughs> the fucking canned food. Yeah, and then by the end of the movie, I don't know the budget must have ran out, so they didn't have any more canned food, so they just started throwing the detonators by themselves. Yeah, they're putting the explosives in canned food because it made them more effective because of the shrapnel. Yeah, shrapnel. But then I guess yeah, yeah. It's like maybe you'll need that food later. Who knows. So yeah, I don't have a whole lot either. Um, no, I mean, there's really. I not would a... definitely want to watch it again at some point. Yeah, it's, it, Ghost of Mars is one that's good every like two to three years to. Because maybe I'll pick in. up on some more, and maybe the story will make more sense. Nah, it really won't. Okay. It really won't. Try. I've I've seen this movie a dozen times okay. now, and you just you just got to go with it. Okay. It's one of those pieces of shit. Yeah. Like I said, Carpenter, I think, just made it for a paycheck. Okay. Um, I do a lot of stuff for a paycheck, so. That dude loves his money. People go, why do you give up your rights to have your movies remade? He goes, for a paycheck. Yeah. They gave me money. Yeah. People don't realize it, but honestly, he, he never was in it for, like, the passion. It was, he was, he's been in it for the money. Right. Like, because, like, when people, you know, people be like, he, he still is super bummed out that, you know, I mean, and honestly, he there is passion put into the movies because you want it to be good because you want people to go see it and make money. Right. So, like, the thing bombed in the box office because it was a movie that was way too ahead of its time. People go, it's a cult classic now, though. What do you feel about that? He goes, I don't give a shit. It didn't make money. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's got a point, but at the same time, it's like people appreciate it now. But... And, I mean, the, he's got to get royalties for the movie sales and stuff like, like that. that yeah. So, but, but the, unfortunately, we're not talking about the thing in this episode. I can't believe we've been doing this this long. And we have not talked about the thing yet. I know, isn't that crazy? Yeah, we'll get there. <laughs> Did we talk about big? No, we skipped it. We talked about Showdown Little Tokyo. Yeah, yeah. Ugh. <laughs> um, so what's next? Uh, Village of the Damned. You want? You want to do Village of the Damned? Yeah. Yeah, we can do Village of the Damned. Okay. Village of the Damned, it's not good, but I don't think it was as terrible as the internet makes it out to be. No. It's definitely not like Top Ten Carpenter or anything like that, but it it was the final movie that felt like a John Carpenter movie. True. Um, It had his, you know, his, his wide-angle shots. The soundtrack was pretty good. Um, that synth, you know, he brings the synth back. True. Um, but, like, definitely it should have been a little more thought out story-wise. It reminded um, me, for some reason, of Contagion. 
Really? Or um, what's the Dennis um, Dustin Hoffman Ebola movie? Was that Contagion? Or was that um, Outbreak? Outbreak, I think. Outbreak. Contagion is a different one. Just because um, this town has this weird thing where everyone passes out. And then when they wake up, like six hours later, um, like no one peed their pants or pooped their pants, which <laughs> I thought was kind of interesting if you're going to be unconscious for six hours. But uh, one guy died because he fell on his barbecue while he was grilling hot dogs. Another guy died because he crashed into a... His pickup truck crashed pick- into something else and blew up. Yeah. <laughs> um, but there's basically like a circle around this town, and everything within the circle like just dropped unconscious. Yeah. And they even were testing it once they figured it out. Like They sent a couple guys in, and they passed out. And then they yeah. sent another guy with a rope tied around him. And he looked like he's going to be okay, but then he fell, and then they dragged him back in. Too, and then yeah. he revived when yeah, he came when out of the circle. came out of it. But most of the like childbearing age women in this town got pregnant on the same day, or maybe just ten. I don't. Remember. I think it was twelve. Okay. Because it was. Is there six pairs. There was supposed to be six pairs. There was just five and an extra. Yeah. yeah. So, um, but there was just something about, I think it was outbreak where this town gets hit by Ebola and they kind of block the whole thing off, and then the government comes in with like hazmat suits. Um, and I think they talked about other outbreaks in other cities. I don't know. It just kind of had that feel because the government was heavily involved. And then Christy Alley, who's like the head scientist doctor lady, um, kind of like when What's-Her-Face played Christmas Jones in the Vaughn movie as a nuclear physicist oh, from Starship Troopers. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, Den- Denise, Denise Rich- Richards. Yeah. Um, although Christy Alley's smarter than Denise Richards. But, yeah, oh, she's better at looking like she is. Yeah. Um, but anyway, she reveals later on that there's been several other incidents around the globe like this over the last few years where a bunch of women, like a whole village blacks out then a bunch of women are pregnant. And this is like the first time that the babies, um, have lived this long. Usually they die after a couple of weeks or something. Oh, okay. Um, maybe because the doctors are washing their hands. I don't know. So anyway, <laughs> that's it inside joke um but all the children are born on the exact same day and they all have white hair and there's an even number of boys and girls Mm -hmm. um but there was one lady who was having some complications and neither she died and the baby wasn't born she lived but she lived the baby was stillborn yeah yeah she she went and killed herself later on yeah and they took the baby she makes a big deal about taking the baby away and running um, and later you find it in a jar and it looks like a gray alien kind of thing. Um, which I don't know if that was intentional. Yeah, because they are aliens. Yeah. But the premise is, is like aliens are seeding um, female humans with the hope of building an invasion force or something. Something like that. Or building a base to welcome the invasion force. Something like that. It's It's not a peaceful thing. No, no, not at all. They are um, malicious. Very, very, except for one. And I'm starting to think the reason why he was not like the rest is because his partner was dead. Right, so he didn't get the right program yeah. or something. Yeah, because it almost feels like they like feed off each other. Yeah. Yeah. And then they, their eyes glow, and they yeah, can do certain things. Yeah, they glow like orange and green. Sometimes it's green, sometimes it's orange or red. I think green's greens to get them under their control, and then orange is when they're killing them. Yeah, red's like when the robot's eyes turn red, and it's going to kill you. Kind yeah. Of thing. Yeah. 
So uh, they can control people with their minds. Yeah. So like one has her her mom put her arm in some boiling water or something, and then she later jumps off a cliff and kills herself. Yeah. Um, and they can tell adults what to do and stuff like that. And But they can also like... Read people's minds. Read people's minds and... Did they do any telekinetic stuff, like throwing no, objects or anything? Is this all mind like control? Yeah. Okay. But then, is Sam Neill in this one? No, it's Superman. Christopher Reeve. Christopher right. Reeve. It should have been Sam okay. Neill. Yeah, I wish it was Sam Neill. <laughs> I mean, I love Superman, but... He didn't fit. No. Didn't fit in this movie. He was like movie. the country doctor yeah. in the town. Um, but he's involved with the boy who's not paired with the girls, so he's kind of... He's no, kind of in the group... Well, his so his daughter's the leader of okay. them all. Um, but yeah, he connected with I think his name was David, with right? The, mom the one that, of the boy. Yeah, because his wife died in childbirth or shortly. No, she jumped off. Is the she cliff. the one that jumped off the yeah. cliff? Okay. Yeah. It was kind of confusing because there was he, yeah six yeah. sets of parents and one was a single mom and and we can't forget that fucking uh, Mark Hamill's and this is a priest. Oh yeah, <laughs> Mark Hamill's and here's a priest. <laughs> When was this? Like 90... 95. Five? Yeah. He looks just like he did in Return of the Jedi, though. Yeah. Um, just with the priest outfit on. It's because he didn't do drugs. It's true. Um, so, <laughs> it was kind of interesting. Um, if you like like Invasion of the Body Snatchers or the Pod or pod People or... Um, yeah, I I enjoyed it for the most part. I mean, there's some parts that were pretty, uh, but I don't know. It was kind of boring, but... Well, it, it, it's a carpenter slow burn, and I don't know, I just... Yeah. I don't know, it's... it's uh, oh, excuse me. Um, But I was able to follow this movie. It has a very poor third act. Yeah. But I could tell what was going on. Yeah, yeah. Versus like Village, or not Village End, oh. Into the Mouth of Madness, or even Vampires, to be honest. Um, Ghosts of Mars. <laughs> Prince of Dark. Well, Prince of Darkness kind of had a plot to it. Or it, The Fog, I guess. Prince of Darkness has a plot. It just takes so fucking long to get to the plot. Yeah. But this, but this one is very predictable. Yeah, very predictable. Like whenever you can tell when someone's gonna die because yeah. they're like, oh, I'm gonna tell my child no, and then the child turns around, and looks at her, and yeah, and then they're dead. Yeah, truth. And a lot of the kills were kind of cool, but you could see where it was going. Like maybe the parent was standing next to an incinerator or something, and the yeah. child was like, you're gonna climb in there, um, or next to the cliff or whatever. It was just there wasn't a lot of surprises. No. No, um, definitely not. And my wife was watching this with us, and she was predicting everything was going to happen. Pretty, oh yeah, pretty easily, left so. and right. Yeah, left and right. And it has his name was George Flower. That is hobo carpenter oh, okay. hobo man. That's the bum we keep talking about. Yep. Okay. Who's in a lot of John Carpenter's movies? Yeah. He, yeah, he was the custodian for the school. Oh, that's right. He was crazy and, and Willie he, he, from The Simpsons. Yeah, and he, he goes in, um, groundskeeper Willie, he goes yeah. in he goes in and basically calls the kids out and is all like, you know, you're all classroom. evil. You're all evil and you're going to get what's coming to you. 
And they didn't like that, so they had him jump off of the roof of the school. Holding his mop holding, so he would land on yeah, it. Yeah, so he would land on it, and he jumped in it, went through a car, truck windshield. Too bad he didn't land in a pool full of chemicals. He could have become Toxic Avenger <laughs> with his mop. Call back. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, so they they eventually get the upper hand on the kids, but... It involves Christopher Reeve having to kill himself. Oh, that's right. So that's why I was trying to remember what I was going to say. So yeah. this is was kind of cool. Um, Christopher Reeve thinks about... He doesn't want his mind being read. So yeah. he'll think about something like a brick wall or like a giant ocean wave. Mm-hmm. And, so, and he focuses on that. And I thought that was pretty clever to do in a movie. Because uh, you'll get that in books a lot. Yeah. Like I'm thinking about... Like I'm building a wall around myself or whatever. Um, but just having him imagine a brick wall. And so at the end, he decides to take a bomb. It looked like space dynamite from Ghosts to Mars. It might be the same dynamite, yeah. honestly. <laughs> like a Wile E. Coyote bundle of like yep. seven dynamite sticks. With the fucking ticking clock and everything. Yeah. yeah. So he sticks that in a pot or? No, it was in like a handbag. Okay. But he synced it with the clock in his schoolroom. Because yeah. since he's a doctor in town... Um, and because these kids are so smart, but also creepy, they're like, you got to teach these kids separately. Uh, and mostly it's read books and stuff. But, yeah. Um, so, yeah, he brings his bomb. And I think David gets out. Like, he tries to tell David, like, can you go to the principal's yeah, office? Yeah, but get his daughter or... kept stopping David from getting out because she yeah. knew something was up. But then is it David's mom that showed up? Yeah, she showed up and... They were. Her husband died in the pickup truck accident. Yeah. In the beginning. Yeah. And she kept trying to grab Dave. First, they tried to be sneaky, but David or someone made a noise and they heard. Yeah. So they turned around and they stopped her from being able to move. But then Christopher Reeve distracted them again, so they turned around and started trying to get into his head again. Right. And she went back to grab David again, and then they stopped her again. And this is where it gets confusing to me. I don't remember what Christopher Reeve said, but it made them lose interest in her like right away and turn back to him again. And then she was able to get away. Yeah, I don't remember either. Maybe it was something like, I bet you can't tell what I'm thinking or... Um, something. Or what's in the box. I think he might have said what's in the box. can't remember, but then... <laughs> no, that was... Um, so there was a, a battle of the wills, if you will, um, where he's picturing his brick wall and they're trying to batter through it. So the brick, so you see the brick wall visually, not like, not like holographically in front yeah. of him, like in an X-Men movie, but like... You can see what he's thinking, and he's picturing this brick wall, and it's kind of like shivering, and they're trying to bust through it um, because he has to keep them there until noon or whatever time the bomb was supposed to go off, which was coming up really fast. Yeah. He only had a couple minutes. He probably said it for like five minutes or something like yeah. that. Yeah. And so, um, so that was kind of a cool little mental battle yeah when they they finally were able to break through the brick wall and see what he was thinking like but it three was, seconds before but it yeah it was too late at that yeah. point so i like that part yeah um but yeah the story the story was coherent like it begins they all collapse they're pregnant they all have give birth mm-hmm. they're obviously their babies are all crazy the government comes in they know what's going on kind of mm-hmm. um and then the kids turn evil they start killing people and they were then, killing people fucking right from the womb. Pretty much. And then they get blown up. Yeah. And David and the single mom get away. Yep. For a sequel, maybe? No, not at this point. <laughs> no. 
way too late at this point. Because technically his program could come back up in puberty or something. Something, yeah, yeah. Or he'll just die. (laughs) Yeah. Because, like you said, none of them ever made it that far in development or whatever. But then they talk about how... Because I feel like they were more of like a homing beacon or something. Because I remember her saying all the other towns that it happened in, they all blew up. Yeah, all of them exploded. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Which they never went into detail for that. That could be the adults killing the kids. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. Um, But then, yeah, I I was going to say something, but I can't remember what I was going to say. That's all I got. Yeah, I yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I oh, oh, I remember now. I remember seeing, as a kid. I remember seeing this movie advertised like crazy. Yeah, seeing posters for it everywhere, billboards even. Like, I feel like I don't know what happened, but I feel like studios like tried to. I don't know. It just from from Carpenter's like fall decline in the nineties. You think they wouldn't put much advertising into his movies, but. For some reason, I remember seeing this thing advertised. And it might have just been because the poster stuck with me. Yeah. Because it was all of the kids staring at, at you like if they, they were looking at you and they all had their green eyes. Uh-huh. Um, and that that's that's what I remember the most. And I remember seeing it, like like I said, my mom, the, the gas station my mom used to work at had a video store. There was a poster there. I saw some billboards for it, too. And then the movie, I it probably flopped. It probably didn't make anything in the box so, office. As far as murderous kids movies go, would you say this is better than the original Children of the Corn? I love the original Children of the Corn. Would you say it's better than this one? I would say Children of the Corn is better than Village of the Damned, okay. yes. Yeah, yeah hands I agree down. With you on that. I love the first Children of the Corn movie. It's fun. It's a fun movie. Not to mention you get super young uh, Linda Hamilton. Yeah. <laughs> I remember the ending of the movie too. She's like, "Fuck this, we're going to Seattle." Only hop in the car and drive off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've never seen any other. I think I may have seen one of the really shitty straight to video Children of the Corns. I've seen a few where there's like an actual monster. Yeah. But like there's a, a radioactive corn they grow in a I barn think so, in a city. Yeah, maybe some that some, makes people throw up and and um. Turn but, into corn people. But the maybe? first one's still good, and the first one has Courtney Gaines from The Burbs. Okay. Outlander, we have your yeah. woman. And the little person. Yeah, the weird fucking Amish little guy thing. He's like the uh, kid in uh, the middle, or like um, Gary Coleman or something. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel like he's, he's kind of like that. He definitely wasn't a kid. That's okay. for sure in that movie. Or Emmanuel Lewis or... Um, yeah. Um. Vern Troyer, <laughs> I guess. Oh, boy. Yeah, R.I.P. Vern Troyer. Oof. Well, R.I.P. Um, Gary Coleman, too. Yeah. Is Emmanuel Lewis still alive? I don't think so. No, probably not. R.I.P. The Lollipop Guild. Do you want to talk about vampires? Yeah, take the rain for vampires because okay. you watched it. I don't remember much. The beginning, to me, honestly, is the only thing that really stands out. The beginning—it's a pretty good beginning. So it starts out. Um, James Woods, is it Wood or Woods? I think it's Woods. Okay, he's like the leader of a vampire killing unit that's sponsored by the Catholic Church, which you don't really know until towards the end, but. Um, and his parents were killed by vampires. He had to kill his dad, I think, who was a vampire. That's kind of how he got started. Um, but they, anyway, they, you don't find that out till later either. But he, he pulls up 
And they got like a, it looks like an armored vi- truck full of money mm-hmm. or some kind of military vehicle, like a urban assault vehicle or something. But they also got a Jeep and maybe a third vehicle. But they open it up and they got all these weird um, vampire killing things. Like they got silver chains and like um, ultraviolet flashlights and some kind of weird halberd things made out of silver with like crosses on them. Mm-hmm. Um, they got crossbows with like ropes tied to the arrows because what they're going to do is they're going to shoot the vampires and then drag them out with the winch on the jeep into the sunlight because um, that's what they do. Because sunlight kills vampires in this movie. Yeah. But crosses don't affect them. And I don't think garlic does or a few other things. Holy water, that kind of stuff. So, um, and they can't turn into bats or wolves. They kind of explain the mythology. Yeah, yeah. Which was cool. And they also call them vampires. Yeah. And then they say, like, it's kind of like Lost Boys. Like, these things in the movies don't work, but these things do. So once you know the rules, you know how to kill them. Um. So, yeah, they got all kinds of, like, steaks and all kinds of crazy stuff. And it's kind of like a weird G.I. Joe assortment of characters. I think there's, like, a Native American guy. I don't remember all the, all, all the yeah, characters. Yeah, there was, like, a Native American guy. There was, um... Didn't you have, like, your generic dudes? Like, just yeah, your generic muscles. Then there was the... Oh, God. He was, like, the short, fat guy who was in Too Fast, Too Furious. He was, like, the detective that, like, they put the the rat under the bucket on oh, his yeah, stomach yeah, 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 and, like, yeah. started heating it up. Yeah. He's been in a couple other things. I just can't remember. Sons of Anarchy. He was in Sons of Anarchy. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I know who you're talking about. Yeah. With the mustache and everything. Yeah. And then he's the first one to die at the and hotel. And then we have Daniel Baldwin, who's Ugh. the least known of the three the Baldwin three brothers. Baldwins, but he looks exactly like which one? He looks like a young Alec Baldwin. Yeah. They look identical. Fucking identical. Except he's fatter. Because who's the guy that was in Biodome? Is that Billy Baldwin? No, that was Stephen Baldwin. Stephen Baldwin. The one that looks different than so all the other ones. So this was Billy Baldwin. Is that his name? Billy? Let's find there's out. Alec, there's Steven, there's Billy, I think. It's probably Billy Baldwin. So, Billy is part of the group. Um, He's like second in command, isn't he? Yeah. Daniel. It's Daniel Baldwin. Oh, I'm sorry. Maybe there is a Billy then. Um, so, they go in to this like abandoned farmhouse or something because they know there's vampires in there they've been tracking them for a while mm-hmm. but they're looking for a master which is like a more powerful basically looking for dracula yeah or like a, a commander under dracula's right. wing or something and then later on you learn that this guy is like 800 years old and he's like the original vampire yeah he was actually created by the catholic church on accident during an exorcism or something i don't remember exactly what um so they kind of befuddle the vampire lore of Dracula in that moment, which is fine. Mm-hmm. Because you don't get a... Was it Dracula 3000? Or... There was... Yeah, there's a Dracula 2000 and a Dracula 3000. The one 3, where he, he's in, like, present-day New York or whatever. That one's awful. I think that's 2000, right? Okay. Where he goes to the goth store and there's, like, Chocula boxes and... Yeah. He's like, what the hell is all this crap? Anyway, so, um... <laughs> Like, screw us for remembering a thousand years later. Gerard but... Butler plays Dracula in Dracula 2000. Okay, wow. Is that the one we're thinking of? I don't think so. Because there's Dracula 3000 as well. 
Let's make Dracula 4000. This one came out in 2004 and it has Casper Van Dien in it. There's no way it's this, because this one takes place in the future. Okay, never mind. So it had to be Dracula so like 2000. <laughs> it looks like it, dude. Jason X versus Holy Dracula shit, is that Coolio? Is Coolio in this? Nice. Holy shit, he is, and he's called 187. He's the star of each. Uh, oh my god. Resurrection, Casper mm-hmm. Van Dien plays Van Helsing. Wow. <laughs> we talked about Van Helsing the other day. Because oh, we yeah. watched, we didn't watch. Van no, Helsing. we watched. Van, we watched Tony from Hack the Movies. Oh, that's right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Talk about how terrible Van the Helsing famous YouTuber is. Yeah. Tony from Hack the Movies. Okay, so, um, so anyway, this is a really cool setup. They got all this gear. They got like all this fancy stuff. There's a priest there, who's like blessing everything, but then they go in the house and the vampires are pretty generic. Just that. Yeah. And they don't seem to handle these guys very well like for a bunch of trained professional they're, vampire killers yeah they're pretty shitty at their job like each they come out of one at a time and each of them like overpowers several of the dudes but nobody dies yeah but not yet it just seems like it would have been like way quicker like let's spear this guy drag him out spear this yeah. guy drag him out like you three are like the the guy it's like a quidditch team like you're the bludgers or whatever and then you're the guy that's going to snag him, and then I'm going to drag him out. Um, but it was really clumsy. Like, is this their first assignment? It, this is what it looked like, to but be honest. But it did sound like they've been working together for a long time. Yeah. So, I don't know. I was a little disappointed, because I thought it would be much smoother than that. Yeah. And like like you said, too, they, uh, they have, like, nests, like that house, and then they also bury themselves underground yeah so they're there all day because by the time they're done it's all the sun's going down yeah which is kind of weird like how anyway maybe there's a lot more vampire hunting than i know well because they only end up killing like five right five eight? or six is it eight okay or but ten? i don't i don't see how that would take all day though no unless they got there at like four o'clock because they only show a couple and it doesn't seem like it takes that long no so anyway they don't find a master and they're a little disappointed because I don't remember why they're looking for a master. But I think if you kill the master... Then like anyone it infected dies too or yeah. something, right? Isn't that what it was? It was True Blood have those rules? You haven't seen that. Is True Blood the one where there's like incest vampire fucking and stuff? I don't remember. I, I think I've seen... Was there another popular vampire show? Vampire Diaries. Maybe that's okay. the one I'm thinking of. Is that is that a thing? True, I don't know. I don't remember incest in True Blood. Um, I remember when I went to there was Air- werewolves and fairies and there was one of them where it was just a bunch of like hoots going on, and I'm like, what the fuck is this? But True Blood takes back place in Louisiana for the most part, so there's a lot of like yo yo yo. I think that's it. Kaijin. Yeah, because Vampire Diaries is a movie and a TV show, I think. Um. But then, so they go celebrate at this hotel. I think it's called Sunset or something. Sun, Sun God Hotel. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're all partying with a bunch of um, sex workers. And then you see the the master come out of the ground like he is a Zerg <laughs> in StarCraft, burrowing out of the ground. Truth. Um, with I think he's just by himself. Yeah, I think he and is. And he walks to... Because he Cause, knows oh, where they are. He's he's at the house, wasn't he? But he was outside. Yeah, he was just outside. Yeah. Um, that's why it, they went to the house, because someone gave him a tip saying that's where the master would be. Okay. And then they didn't end up didn't finding it, and that's why they're disappointed. 
Yeah. And so they go to the motel, and as they're leaving, he gets out of the ground or whatever. Because they're partying. It's nighttime. Yeah. They should have drove as far as they could in the middle of the night. I don't know. Anyway. But plot convenience. They don't go too far, and they stop at this shitty little hotel, and they're having a big party. Uh, And then the master shows up. He's like climbing on the ceiling. Mm-hmm. He's like driving his fingers through people's chests. Yeah. He's ripping out people's guts. Kills everybody. He's cutting people's heads off. Uh, he kills everybody. Everybody but James Wood and Daniel Baldwin. And I think he bites Daniel Baldwin. No, he bites the prostitute. Okay. Who gets away with them. Okay. Because she's the one that bites Daniel Baldwin. That's right. And it takes like, they explain it, it takes like two days to turn, I think. Two three. or three, somewhere around there. But she also has to feed kind of goes back to what we were talking about last week about um, how you, they bite you, but you have to bite someone else. Yeah. I think in a vein of the vampires, the same rules, I'm not sure. Um, so anyway, they take the girl with them because um, not Alec Baldwin would think she's hot or something. Um, but they'll, oh, because she has a psychic link to the master. Yeah. So she'll be able to see what he sees. Mm-hmm. Although they don't really say that he can see what she sees. But I don't think that's the point because they're trying to lead him to them anyway. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, uh, they keep this girl alive, and I think it's Laura from Twin Peaks. Laura. Palmer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and she ends up biting. Uh, what did we say his name was? Daniel Baldwin. Daniel Baldwin. God, I want to say Billy Baldwin. But she wasn't a vampire yet the first time no. she bites him, so I don't think it has an effect on him, right? So he wraps his arm and doesn't say anything, but then she bites him later in the neck? Yeah, when she finally or turns. Or does the master bite him? No, she does. Okay. When she finally turns So then he's definitely going to turn. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the master's chasing him. Um, he doesn't have his team. No. He meets up with a priest. Like, how did they know we were coming? Um... It turns out somebody in the Catholic Church betrayed him and mm-hmm. let the master know. And what and he's talk he's trying to find this guy because there's been a pattern in the southwest of like vampire attacks and it's kind of in like an outgoing circle. Um so it looks like a search pattern. Mm-hmm. Like he started somewhere and he's working his way outwards. And it turns out he's searching for something called a black cross. Yeah. That will let him be a daywalker, basically. Because sunlight kills these guys. Yeah. Um, but when they find it, this thing's huge. It's like, how are you supposed to walk around a city carrying this <laughs> giant black ebony cross? But anyway, now I don't think it even comes into play. Like they make, they set it up for like an hour and then he finally gets it. And, and maybe I fell asleep or something, but I don't think he ever walks out in the daylight with this thing. Maybe he does. I don't, I can't remember. But I feel like he didn't. I don't think he did. He gets close, I think. Yeah. Like super close to it. Like I think I think what it is is he's outside with it, but the sun's not up yet or something like that, and so like they kill him before it can happen. Because okay. like if he has it, he's pretty much invincible. It at might that be a point. weird artifact. Like once he does it once, like it's permanent. So then that way he doesn't so. have to carry it around. So it's like yeah. a cure kind of for that weakness, but not for vampirism. So exactly. Um. So anyway, that's a MacGuffin. That they're looking for. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's gets kind of convoluted at that point. And like the Catholic Church is saying, you need to train another team. So you need to go to like Santiago or whatever to train another tra- team up because you can't take out a master by yourself. Um, 
or with Daniel Baldwin, just the two of them. Um, I think they kill a couple more vampires, but the master's like turning more people. So he's got several people with him now, other vampires. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and then they, they're kind of like masters too, right? Like they're like, a, they're like above. They're like the alpha zombies. Yeah. In, uh, in Army, of the, Army dead. of the Dead. Yeah. So yeah, I, it, it falls apart from there. Yeah. Um, I don't even remember how it ends, to be honest. I think he tricks him and... I don't know. He, he kills him with the sunlight, I think, yeah. right? Because that's the only way you can really kill these vampires in this universe. Right, because like silver and garlic stuff, they hurt him, but they don't kill him. No. So you have to drag him out in the sun and let him cook. Yeah. And they burst into flames and you have to let him burn all the way down to a skeleton. Yeah, because they can reheal. Yeah. Right? Isn't that what it is? Yeah. Yeah, I just remember... She bites him again, and he become and he, you know, James Woods like, oh, I'm not going to kill you now, but I'll, and he lets him go. Yeah, he's like, I'll kill you like, at some point or yeah. whatever. So Daniel Baldwin gets bit by a real vampire. Yeah, because um, I think the, she becomes a legit vampire when I think they're fighting she turns, or something. That bite's just like a a misdirection. Yeah, because you're thinking the whole trope about someone gets bit by a zombie or a vampire, and it's just a matter of time before they turn and kill everyone in the yeah. group. Yeah. Um, but then she she bites him a second time. This time she's got fangs. Yeah. And so you know he's going to turn. And so James Woods is like, well, you're my friend, so I'm going to give you a head start or something. Yeah. But if I know where you are, I'm going to come after you or something like that. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, why don't you just kill him right there? But yeah. Anyway. And then after that, he took a break for a while and then he made Ghost of Mars. But yeah. we already talked about it. Yeah. Okay, um, you want to do The Ward or Escape from L.A.? Or Mouth of Madness? Oh, let's just do about the Mouth of Madness. So, I don't know how people like this one. I really don't. I watched it, and I felt like I fell asleep and missed a bunch, but I'm pretty sure I didn't. You didn't. We we were... And then it ended in credits holes, and I was like, what? What? Like... It, what, it, what happened? It ends the same way it begins, kind of. Yeah. So it's it's a hot take on Stephen King. Yeah. Um. Uh. But apparently, Carpenter wasn't the first director's choice for this. He it was another pickup project that they gave to him because the first director backed down or quit or some shit. But, like, everyone's like, oh, it, it's the closest thing to cosmic horror and Lovecraftian this and blah, blah, blah. But, like, it doesn't have a coherent story. You're just like, what? well, I was like, what the fuck, the entire movie. Yeah. It makes no sense to me. He, it starts off with him in the fucking loony bin going fucking absolutely crazy. Right. And he keeps drawing crosses everywhere. Yeah. Like, what does that mean? And then... <laughs> And then he, um, then the crosses disappear and someone comes in and talks to him and then lets him out. Maybe. And it's because they want him to find Sutter King, the author, even though he hates Sutter King. Yeah. And they, he's with his girlfriend. Maybe. Or was she like a companion? I don't even know. And so they're driving to this town, which was the name of one of his books. Right. 
because this Sutter Kane's sort of a, a um, not a doppelganger, but a stand-in for Stephen King. Yeah, like you said. So Stephen King's books all take place in Maine, in Maine. with a couple of exceptions. Yeah. Um, so and this one's directly was west it Iowa? Of no, it was like New Hampshire. New, okay, yeah. But it's it's they show a big map of Maine and then they point to the left of it and say this is where all his books take place. Yeah. Um. So yeah, there's uh, there's a lot of other similarities too, um, between Sutter Kane and. And then they even trash Stephen King a little bit more. They're like, Sutter Kane uh, is like leagues above Stephen King in the movie. They say something like that. I don't think they ever dropped Stephen King's name. No, I heard it. Did they? Yeah. Okay. So. It was weird. Yeah. And so, like, they make it to the town. But before they make it to the town, they're on this highway. And they see a kid riding a bike with two playing cards on his tire. Right. And then later on, there's another person on a bike going the opposite direction that they were heading, and it's an older version of that kid that they just passed. It looks like an old lady at first. Yeah. And then there might be like a middle-aged version of him? No, it was just the little kid and then the old lady. Okay. And then they continuously... Well, it wasn't even an old lady, it's an old man. Well, yeah. It just looks like an old lady. But it looks like an old lady, yeah, because it's not even... I don't even think it's prosthetic makeup. I think it was just a mask. And a wig or something. Something, yeah. And they kept showing that same person over and over, and then eventually they en- end up hitting him. And so they stop and get out, and they're like, are you okay? He just gets back up on the bike and rides off. Yeah. So then they get back in the car and start driving, and then all of a sudden she's going over a bridge, and it's daytime. She's hallucinating and feels like she's riding up in space or something. Oh, that's right, and yeah. And um, she's in a tunnel bridge, and then she comes out, and it's daytime, and she freaks out and slams on the brakes. Um, it's right before the town sign. Yeah, where they're going. Hobbs End is that what the town was called? I think so. Yeah. Versus like um, Jerusalem's Lot or Castle Rock. Is that where a lot of the Stephen King Maybe. stories take place? I don't know. I've never. I, I, the only thing I know is Derry. But uh, <laughs> Sam Neill is a private detective. Yeah. And the publisher hires him because it's kind of like George R. R. Martin with Game of Thrones. Like he's got a book that's supposed to come out. Like the last. Game of Thrones book was supposed to be out like five years ago. And uh, they were waiting for it to come out to make more TV shows because it was like the number one TV show on the planet or whatever. Uh, but this guy has been delaying it and delaying it and delaying it. And the guy in the movie, same kind of thing. Like they built, they've been hyping this new book coming out. Yeah. In the Mouth of Madness. Yeah. And the title of the movie. Yeah. And, uh, They've been hyping it and hyping it, and like people are like rioting in bookstores because they want to read this book because it's like the next Harry Potter book or something, and they really want to read it. Except they they're out of contact with the author, and so they hire this PI to go find him so they can p- have him pick up a manuscript of the book. Is what I'm understanding. Uh, although I swear someone had one earlier in the movie, but I guess that's not relevant. I guess not. Yeah. Um. So yeah, they're, or maybe Sam Neill starts reading the manuscript, and that's what makes him crazy. <coughs> Excuse me. I don't know. I really don't know. It just this movie was hard to follow, straight from the beginning. But when he gets to town, he goes to the bookstore and he wants to buy all the Sutter Kane books, and the lady's like, "Who?" Which is kind of a joke because yeah, 
But anyway, she's got like a huge stand of them like right behind the guy. Um, so he buys a bunch of the books and he's reading them. But then all these people in the town he's meeting are like fictional characters in these books. Yeah. Which probably just means he just based these characters off people in town. Mm-hmm. Kind of the other way around, but whatever. Um, and then like some weird stuff going on. Like he's having visions of like cops beating bums in alleyways. And then like the cop's face keeps getting scarier as they go along. Um, there's like mobs of people with shotguns and torches. Um, people like mutilated and stuff. Like, I think they find the guy. He's like white haired or something. He looks like, um, I'm trying to think of the name of the guy. Oh, well. Oh, Sutter Kane. Yeah, yeah. They find him cause they know where his house is. Yeah. Um, but like, yeah, then that's the thing. There was some kind of disease going on with the kids. Yeah. Like that came out of nowhere. And then like some of them just have like scabs on their face. And then there was the one girl that looked like a fucking goblin. And then some of the adults had it too or something. Yeah. And then like a lot of the townspeople go up to the house to try and kill him. And then he sticks his like 20 Doberman pinchers on him. But then he gives him a copy of the book. Yeah. <clears throat> but then it starts making Sam and Neil crazy. Yeah. So he gets back to the city, and the lady says that the Linda character that he was with Mm -hmm. didn't exist. Like, she never went with him. And so he starts going bug-eyed crazy. And then I think he takes an axe and kills a bunch of people. Was that even on camera? That might have been, like, a newspaper article. I don't think it was on camera. I'm not sure. And then he gets locked up in the loony bin. Yeah. And then he escapes out. Because then, like, the apocalypse happens. Maybe. Or something. Or the disease spread throughout the world Maybe. or something. And then there's, at one point, there was a bunch of Lovecraft monsters chasing him for some reason. I don't remember that part. He's, like, when he's in the tunnel. Maybe you did fall asleep for a second. Okay. Um, yeah, it's like when... I know the cop's it, face it, got all weird. It, it, and, well, like, this was and stuff. Th- this was when he... That's, at I think, at the beginning of the movie. I'm talking about this is towards the end when... um. Excuse me. When um, he goes back to St. Cutter's house for the second time, or whatever the fuck his name is, um, Kane Sutter. That's it. Um, or what was that? What Sutter Kane? Sutter Kane. Jesus Christ. Um, see, even the, talking about the movies confusing me. Um, yeah. he goes back to his house for the second time, and that's when he like is explaining that like he's writing the story out. Okay. And, like, whatever he writes is what happens, but then, like, there's, like... like that John Candy movie? Maybe. Um, and then, then there's those... <laughs> then there's there's those, also a Will Ferrell movie like that, too. Then there's, um... There's the Lovecraft monsters that are slowly coming that he can't stop from coming or some shit like that. And okay. He's like, you need to go now, and he opens up, like, a tunnel for him to go into. And... The, I, I then, remember the tunnel. Then the girl comes back. Yeah, because the monsters are seriously only in the movie for, like, two minutes. Okay. Um, and then, like, the big hole opens up with, like, the, the book pages. You can see, like, the the, uh, the the writing from the book and shit. And, I like, never that. And, like, he peeks in it, and then the monsters pop out at him, and he starts to run away, and he grabs the girl because she shows up again. He's like, you need to come with me. And she's like, I can't come with you because I read the ending of the book. I know how it ends. Oh, boy. And then he's all like, what the fuck are you talking about? So then she, like, I don't know, fucks off or something. And so he's running in the tunnel, and the monsters are chasing behind him or some shit. And then all of a sudden he's back in the loony bin. Yeah. 
and then they're like, has he made any progress or some shit like that? And then like the 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 CEO of the building from Gremlins Two is like, have you ever read a Slutter King book oh, yeah, or whatever guy, it was? Yeah. And then all of a sudden it goes back to him, and like the whole fucking ward is like just destroyed, kind of, and like he pops the door open, and there's like claw marks and shit everywhere. I think he realizes he's a fictional character from one of the books, and then the movie ends. Maybe. Maybe. Well, because he go because he goes to the movie theater and watches in the mouth of madness. Okay. Like he's watching himself. Because they made the movie before the book was released. Or something. I don't know. It just uh, fucking lost. Maybe it's years later. I just remember being confused. It's very confusing. And not in a good way. Just like I don't feel like they're telling me the whole story. Yeah. So. I don't know. I'd, I'd kind of like to watch it again. Just see if I can make more sense out of it. Mm-mm. That was my second time oh. watching it. I, I mean, you can't. I will never watch okay. it again. Because I have read a lot of Lovecraft. It it's just I haven't got to the Cthulhu stuff, but bringing a lot of the ancient temples and like weird caves. And... I I think there's a great movie there. Uh huh. It just wasn't written well. Okay. So it's not like a David Lynch movie where it's supposed to it be could, really profound if you look into the secret meanings of everything. It could be. I okay. don't know because the internet and the internet seems to love this fucking okay. movie. It didn't make any money in the box office. No, no, but you know, again, like a cult classic. Yeah. So yeah, I'll try it again at some point. Um, maybe not anytime soon. <laughs> so. That's all I got on that one. Yeah, I mean, that's all that can really be said about it. And I guess I'd never seen this movie before, but I thought I had because Sam Neill is in Memoirs of an Invisible Man. Oh, you got the two mixed up. Which we're not talking about today because you haven't seen it. No, I have not. A few years ago, I tried to buy every John Carpenter movie on Blu-ray, and that was one of them that was not released on Blu-ray in America. And any DVD of the any copy of the DVD was really expensive. Yeah, and it's like I'm not I'm not paying paying for a shitty movie just so I can see a copy. I made sure to look up reviews and everything before because this isn't available. Yeah, (laughs) because I I almost did, and I'm glad I looked at reviews and was like, oh yeah, no, I'm not. No way, I'm not. I would love to hear in like five or ten years. If like Chevy Chase is on his deathbed, if he's like, I blew my fortune trying to buy all the copies of Confessions of an Invisible Man. <laughs> <laughs> like, didn't uh, George Lucas try to go after the Christmas special that way, or did he just no, say he wished just, he could smash them all? You're you're getting Red Letter Media mixed up. There's there's some in one of the skits there was where he's going to Comic-Con when George, Rich Evans is dressed up as George Lucas and he's going around to Comic-Con and oh, buying okay. like all the copies from stands and just destroying them in front of the people. Or I could be thinking of the beginning of Thanks Killing 3 where the opening explains that the reason why Thanks Killing 2 doesn't exist is because they went around destroying all the copies of it or something like that. So I'm not, yeah, I'm not 100% sure. I mean, uh, maybe, I maybe George Lucas did say that. Space boobs. Um, yeah, because you you physically cannot buy like an original copy; they're literally gone of the Christmas special. Yeah, so every copy you buy is a bootleg. Yeah, that's why they're all shitty. Because they're filmed on cause, TV because it's Beta the Max yeah because it, it's the same copy of a copy of a copy. Pretty much. Yeah. Oh God! And maybe I... like a thousand years in the future, historians. You know, how, like the Zapruder film from mm-hmm. the JFK assassination. Like maybe it'll be like the the 
the Smith Johnson cut of the Christmas special. It all came from this one guy. And then there's also like the the Jones version of the recording that has yeah. like the ABC commercials or something on it. And Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like at some point Disney will release. They did the Lego one. Yeah, which we enjoyed. Yeah, it was actually pretty funny. It wasn't bad. It, actually it was. Pooped on it, it, a bit, yeah. So. I had fun with it. Better than The Last Jedi or The Rise of Skywalker. So we did watch Escape from L.A. We did watch Escape from L.A. And I still love that movie. It's good fun. It is stupid. It's stupid It is a piece of shit remake of Escape from New York. By the same director. By the same director with the same star. Star. Oh, only one star. Only one guy from the original okay, came Don back. Pleasance is in it. No. <laughs> and neither is the Duke of New York. No, no, no. Isaac Hayes is not in that one either. Um, That'd be funny if he showed up Actually, that's the a Duke lot. He is. He is in it. He's one of the gate guards when he's playing basketball. Oh, yeah. So he's not playing the same character, but okay. he is in it. Um, yeah. Um, and then, yeah, because they definitely, yeah. The, um, just, just, jeez. What's... I, I'm so tongue-tied right now because I'm still thinking about it in the mouth of madness. Um, what I love the most about Escape from L.A. is the fact that Kurt Russell is wearing the same outfit from Escape from New York. Okay. Like, the same outfit. Like, it's not, like, new clothes. It's oh, the, he had it in like, his closet? Yeah, like, like, he was still in that good a shape to where he could oh, yeah. wear that outfit again. And then they put him in all leather. <laughs> And then inside a CGI sub, oh, flying through, through underwater where, Hollywood. Where he f- f- swims across Bruce the Shark from Universal yeah. Studios. Which it looked nothing like Oof. the actual shark. I know the shark in, Hol- er, in um, Universal. There's universe where Steven Spielberg saw this movie in the theater. <laughs> and he stands up at that scene and shouts... That's not true. Bruce doesn't work underwater. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, something along those lines. Um, this is the only Carpenter movie I've seen in the theater. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of any I might have seen. Um, Hmm. This one come out in 96, 97, somewhere around there. I think it was 96. Cause Car- Vampires was 98. I just looked it up. Pretty sure I saw we Vampires in the it. theater. Um, no, I saw this one because we are, I loved Escape from New York, and so did my, my mom and stepdad. That's where I watched most of my um, John Carpenter movies with. They were the ones that introduced me to Big Trouble in Little China. I think that was the first Carpenter movie I ever saw. That's Radar, right? No, PG-13. Oh, I might have seen it then. Um, I don't think so. And then The Thing, I believe, was my second Carpenter movie. Okay. And I remember watching that at my dad's house. So at my dad's house, he used to have all of his movies on this wall. So you started with the good ones. Yeah. Well, yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. <laughs> the ones that mattered. Um, yeah. And I remember just... It just struck... Like, my curiosity, I just kept seeing The Thing. I'm like, just it's a movie called The Thing. So I asked him one day, I go, hey, can I watch this? He's all right. like, yeah, no problem. I think we watched it together. And then that's like when I fell in love with it. I was like eight or nine, I think, maybe uh-huh. a little younger. Um, it's funny, like a lot of my friends, I didn't get into horror until I was like 12, 13. It's like, dude, I've been watching horror movies my whole life. <laughs> like Leprechaun is the first horror Oof. movie I remember watching. 
Where's my gold coin? Leprechaun and Terminator 2 are the first movies I can remember watching ever. Okay. And the first movie, it, well, it wasn't the theater, but it was Jurassic Park at the drive-in. Okay. And then I can't remember the first movie. And the only thing that's popping in my head for like in the theater is 101 Dalmatians. But I know Live I saw. Action? Yeah, okay. but I know I saw it because I don't think I was alive when the cartoon came out. Well, no, Isn't like that an older one? Yeah, fifties or something. But they do like the re-releases here and there in theater. Well, yeah, they, not anymore actually. They used to. They used to. Um, You'll see like um, was it the Austin Firehouse or whatever? Mm-hmm. I don't remember what they're called. Oh, Alamo. Alamo that, Firehouse. Is it Firehouse? It's Alamo Draft House. Draft House. Yeah. That's what it is. None of those out I here. I could see them playing some old stuff like that. But it's more like catering to Gen X, like Gremlins and Ghostbusters. and. I saw Ghostbusters in the theater for its 30-year anniversary. Nice. It sucked, though, because it wasn't a 4K restore. It was like the original, like which was cool, too. But, like, so you're, you know, you're on your, your basic theater screen, and then it's just the box and there's tons of black and the sound wasn't good because it wasn't stereo right or it wasn't surround sound i would love to see it 4k restored so why was he going to la <sighs> he was just in the area and oh it's the same plot president's daughter or instead of the president he was trying to save the president's daughter okay because right. she had the device that could stop the first one he has the tape that has the speech that he made that for some reason they don't have a copy of yeah that tells about nuclear fission or how we're going to solve the energy crisis. And then the second one, she's got a device that will trigger a satellite to kill all electronics on Earth um, and not let them come back, I guess. Like, wipe everything. Yeah, like, it basically sends them back into the dark ages. Yeah. Although I think car, a lot of older cars will still work. I don't know. They didn't explain it very well. No. But, so he goes in there to get her back, but she becomes one of, God, I don't remember his name, but who was the Cuban dictator he was based off of? Che she- Guerrera? I think so. Sa Guerrera? Something like that. From Rogue One. <laughs> Jen? No, the one that everyone wears the t-shirts mm-hmm, of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. His name's look- Shay something. He looks exactly like that person. Yeah. And, um... She becomes like, Jesus, his like lackey or whatever. Okay. And Steve Buscemi's in it. Um, yeah, he is. He knows Snake from somewhere. From like past experience. Kind of like how the guy with the map in the first one knew him from somewhere. Yeah, everybody knows who Snake is, but yeah. Snake never remembers. And he gets stabbed in the back a couple times by some people that thought they were, he was their friend. Yeah. Just like the first one. <laughs> it really is a remake. It is. It's like pretty much a With shot With a bigger for budget shot. and it's not as good. <laughs> yeah. Nowhere nearly as good. That's the thing like – that's the thing I've noticed with like indie directors – they can do more with less. Right. But then when they get picked up by a big studio to do a big movie, they have a big budget, but they don't know what the fuck to do with it. Like Colin Trevorrow with Jurassic World, the first movie, the movie, the only movie he did was a movie called Safety Not Guaranteed, which is a fun indie movie that takes place in Seattle. Right. About time travel. And then that movie fucking blew up, you know, won a bunch of awards at, like, all those little indie festivals, shit like that. And they're like, hey, you, 
we're following the trend of hiring indie directors to do these big budget movies because yeah. we have to tell you what to do. You have no control over this. And if the movie flops, we blame you. Yeah. Um, and so they gave, you know, they gave him that big ass budget and he just didn't really know what to do with Jurassic World. So he just made a fucking whatever. <laughs> Let's give you the reboot slash sequel to huge franchise yeah yeah and then that movie made a fucking million dollars do whatever you want and then that movie made a billion fucking dollars yeah and then he made another movie where he had full creative control and that one flopped in the box office and then they fired him for making episode nine because of it yeah and then i'm pretty sure it was him maybe not him maybe someone on his team they leaked his script of what his episode 9 was going to be and it's like why the fuck was this not made it sounded so good wouldn't be hard to make a better movie no it wouldn't be it really wouldn't be at least we learned who Ray's parents were (laughs) did we though yeah just a couple of junk traders no it was a clone of Palpatine I know I know I know and his wife (sighs) Who was Han Solo's mom, maybe? And they're talking about fucking... They're talking... They're literally still talking about um, retconning those movies. I hope so. I I don't want any more Star Wars. But I think they're going to mess it up even more. Just just end it. It's not going to be good. Just end it. Just reboot the entire series. They started so strong with The Force Awakens. It was a great push into a new series, new saga... And holy shit, <laughs> did they drop the ball just on that? Just let J.J. Abrams do all three movies. I mean, I don't want that, but well, I'm just saying if Ryan Johnson didn't step in and then... The, the other... reason why The Force Awakens was good is because they had one of the original writers from A New Hope write it. Yeah. Um, or he helped with or he helped J.J. write it or something like that. Yeah. And, they, and then that's why, that's why the last... Or the Force... Uh, <sighs> The fuck was the third one called? Rise of Skywalker. Rise of Skywalker was so bad is because they hired the guy who wrote fucking Batman v Superman. Oof. And it's like, why would you do that? I wish they blew up Cors- Coruscant like they did in Metropolis. <laughs> just buildings full of people just blowing up. I know. just, I don't know why you would fucking. Yeah. <sighs> anyway, whatever. It's done. It's over with. That yeah. movie's been out for two years now. <laughs> I will never watch it again in my life. I haven't seen articles saying, hey, it's actually good. <laughs> no, you, you never will, because it's not. You know a movie is bad if my dad doesn't like it, because he likes fucking everything. That's funny. His yeah. favorite is the straight-to-DVD shitty action movies with Bruce Willis and all the other nice. washed-up has-beens. All the Chuck Norris movies from yeah, the 80s. Yeah, those are his favorite. Nice. And if he fucking hated The Rise of Skywalker... Actually, no, he hated The Last Jedi. That's the one he fucking hated. He didn't mind Rise of Skywalker. Which is the one where he thought Chewie died. Rise of Skywalker. Okay, yeah, that one's garbage. Yeah, they're both garbage. I mean, they're both garbage, but Rise of Skywalker is just a whole nother level. It's true. <sighs> so, do you have anything else to say about Escape from L.A.? Oh, we haven't even really touched it yet. Fucking Bruce Campbell's in it. Yeah. He's the crazy plastic, plastic surgeon. surgeon. He's got his face all messed up. Um, 
then there's sewer surfing. The sewer surfing. Yeah. yeah. I, was, I was hoping the turtles would show up. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. New How York, amazing though. would that been? They're New York though, not L.A. Oh, these could have been the East Coast Turtles or the West Coast. The West Coast Turtles, <laughs> maybe the they've, West Coast they've Division. They have sombreros and oof. The Mexi Turtles. Yeah. <laughs> Um, actually, maybe there really isn't a whole lot more to add to this, huh? Um, then there's his, like, old friend, Carjack Malone, who ends up being, like, a transgender, uh, uh Pam Greer. Oh, okay. At the, like. Was she transgender? Yeah, because it was, she, it was, so originally it was a guy, and then there's a girl, but it had, like, the deep voice, like uh-huh. he was still a guy okay. in that movie. I blocked that from my brain. Which threw me off because I always thought that like it that's like what she sounded like. Because <laughs> I was you know, okay, little funny. when I first saw it, so I had no idea that it was just a voiceover. But yeah, look at John Carpenter being all PC before it was cool to be PC. Whenever I see Pam Greer in a recent movie, I just start thinking of all the other movies she made, like Coffee and White Mama, Black Mama, or whatever. She was in Foxy or Jackie Brown. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, maybe there wasn't more. I thought there was a lot more to add to Escape from Elliot, but maybe not. Um, oh, there. Just, I don't know. It just. Did he get the daughter out? She, she, oh, she yeah, dies. Like you said, she was like the henchman. Doesn't like, she die? But there's a hologram of him, and he pushes the button. Yeah, because he 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 take you know he does the trickaroo like he does exactly, an escape from New York. From yeah, New York, yeah. Uh, yeah. So they put it in, and it just starts playing Cappy's music. Yeah. Um, and then in yeah, and then Escape from L.A. Yeah, he's a hologram, and he tricks them, and they're like, "Oh, you're not really sick. It's just blah blah blah." Just like in the first one. Right, because he's supposed to get a vaccine or something. Yeah. Or an antidote. Um, or something. And uh, they were like, it was just, just just a slight fever. You'll be fine. Uh-huh. Um, and then he hits the button and he yeah. kills the 21st century. I guess so. And then we get Planet of the Apes. Yeah. <laughs> it's all connected. It's in the same... Um, God. Extended universe, but it's not the good Planet of the Apes. It's the no. Tim Burton Planet of the Apes. That's right. Oh, terrible movie. Oh, I almost we watched st- it last night. We still got one more Carpenter movie to talk oh, the about. The Ward. Fuck. <laughs> yes, The Ward. His final movie before he finally said, "I'm done." So I'm just looking up when this came out versus Identity. Ward came out in 2010. Um, okay. I don't think it was as terrible as the internet makes it out to be, but it definitely. Identity was two thousand three. Okay, but it definitely is like bottom tier Carpenter for sure. So in Identity, so we're gonna spoil this movie like we do everything. So there's five girls in a loony bin. Mm-hmm. Uh, you see one die in the beginning. She's. There's like a stranger that comes in her room through the door or something without opening it and then strangles her, lifts her up the floor and breaks her neck or something. And her name's Tammy. And the mm-hmm. new girl but what about the T Rex? Um, uh, he's in the he comes later. Because <laughs> her her boyfriend's still alive. He hasn't transferred his brain into a robot T Rex yet. Oh, so. Okay. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> Oof, the science in that movie. Trust um, science. Yeah. So a new girl gets taken to these to the ward, which is part of an asylum, and there's only five residents. It's five women. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's kind of like, and you you find out at the end that they're all split personalities of this host person. And before we continue, though, three out of the five girls actually ended up having like a semi-good movie career. Okay. Lindsay Fonseca, she was in the Kick-Ass movie. She was, I think her name was Iris. Okay. She had the glasses. Then there was Daniel Panabaker, who was in, um, well, I don't know if her movie career was good, but she was um, Killer Frost in um, the, the Flash TV show. Okay. And then Amber Heard. Yeah. <laughs> Who's gotten work. Yeah. I don't know if she's an A-lister. Not anymore, but she was. She was at one She point. was. And she beat up Johnny Depp. (laughs) (laughs) It's almost like a punchline now. To be fair, though, he kicked the shit out of her, too. Yeah. I mean, it's not like a one-sided thing. They both fucking... This is why you don't do drugs, kids. Right. Just stay away and say no. Say no. Just say no. So, uh, you find out the five girls, because they're killed off one by one. Yeah. I think you get to the end and there's two left when this is revealed, or maybe one. The twist? Yeah. No, they're all dead. It's just her. The little schoolgirl? She's already gone. Okay, so it's just her. Yeah. So she finds out they're all split personalities, and it's basically like a representation of what's going on inside this girl's head mm-hmm. while she's going through therapy, and they're giving her different treatments and drugs and electroshop therapy and whatnot. But this is how... If you made it a cinematic movie, this is what's going on inside her head. Yeah. Like, they're in this prison, and they're getting picked one by one. And then she's, like, hypnotized, and they do certain things to get rid of each one of them. Um, Because they're trying to bring this girl back, because she's been like this since she was, like, 11, I think. Yeah, pretty young. Younger than that. She got kidnapped and basically held by a... She got diddled. ...child rapist for several years. But then she fucking killed him and burned the bar down. It was, I think, a couple months, they said, right? Yeah, two oh. months in like a basement of a farm. Yeah. So she escapes, she burns the place down, but in the process, she creates these six, um, was it six or eight? I think it was just six. Six to yeah, deal with. because Tammy what's... was the first to die. Yeah. So six alternate personalities kind of help her. And if you ever watched like Split, kind of the same thing. Um, but through this therapy and electroshock therapy and everything, they're eliminating these things because they wanted to be a whole person again. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's kind of interesting to see like a an imagine an imagined version version of like intense therapy, how this was going on in her head. Um, but once you know what's going on, it's boring. It's really slow. It's very slow. But that's Carpenter. He's yeah. the slow burn guy. That's true. He's the slow burn if guy. If you want to watch a ridiculous fast-paced version of the same thing, Zack Snyder made, um, uh, what was it called? Uh, shit, I got to look it up now. But it's like the same movie almost. Because um, there's a John Cusack movie from like seven years earlier called Identity. But there was 10 identities in that one, so it drug it out way longer because you had to kill off 10 people. Whereas this one, you only had to kill off five people before the last one figures out what's going on. Mm-hmm. 
I'm, all, I'm almost there. And at the end, sucker Punch. He made Sucker Punch the next year. Which, kind of same premise? Same premise. Okay. Girl, girl. Um, they're in a crazy bin, and they go inside her head, and in her head they're going all these crazy... Ad- she doesn't make up split personalities or anything, right. but like they go on these crazy adventures, but what's happening is each time one of her friends is killed off, that person's being lobotomized. Okay. And so when it's her time to get killed or whatever, she's the one she's getting lobotomized. Okay. So it's kind of like um, Eternity of the Sunshine Wooden Mind or whatever that, where they're erasing his memories yeah, yeah. of his time with his girlfriend to make him healthier mentally or whatever. So kind of same thing here, just with 70s technology. Was this in the 70s or 80s? I think this movie took it, place in 78. Okay. Uh, I know uh, we just watched Christine. That takes that place was 78. Maybe the wards present day. I don't know. They never really give a time frame because they don't date it by any of the clothes yeah. or like, technology or anything. But everything seems late 70s to me for some reason. Let's see if it'll say in like a synopsis. Okay. The ward. So I think there's a date mentioned, like September something is when she was abducted. And then she's been in this place ever since, more or less. <clears throat> um, but yeah, it was, I guess it was okay. It just. Oh, 66. Okay. Okay. Because they were still using like shop therapy. But although one of the yeah. orderlies says like, I thought we weren't doing that anymore. Yeah. Or something like that. Um. And then he was like, well, we're not going as extreme as people once did with it, so okay. or something like that, yeah. And apparently it was the only thing that was helping her out or whatever. That and the, what was the, what's that thing called? The metronome? The metronome, yeah. Okay. I think it was helping her get hypnotized. And- yeah, but then she would create a new personality, which would set her right back to the beginning, and he would have to start all over okay. again or whatever it was. Yeah. So yeah, there wasn't a whole lot to it, to no. be honest. It w- it's not bad. It's not great. The monster was kind of cool. Cool design, definitely. It was the girl, the real girl. The real girl, yeah. It was this burned monster that was chasing him, basically. Yeah. Um, and it had a like a paranormal sense to it, I guess, because she could, uh, like, you run down a hallway, she's in front of you. So yeah. You turn around and run the other way, she's Just, in front of you. Yeah. Um, she can go through doors, that kind of stuff. Um, so that the definitely wasn't like a, this is a physical Ted Bundy killer chasing yeah. you. Like there was something definitely going on with a ghost or something. Um, a ghost. But really that was her id or her ego or something. Mm-hmm. Like hunting down these people because she's trying to get better. Exactly. So she can go live with her parents as someone in her 20s who has no idea what's going on. I still thinks it's 1955, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Um, it wasn't great. No. I don't think I'll ever watch it again. No, me either. But it was... It It wasn't his worst movie. It's a better made movie than Ghost of Mars. It had some really good shots. But I like Ghost of Mars more. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it... it it felt like Carpenter too. Like yeah. Ghost of Mars did not feel like John Carpenter at no. all. But this one, he went back. You know, it had his synthy soundtrack. It had his his wide angle shots that he likes to use. True. Um, the slow burn. Um, 
a little bit of supernatural. Yeah, and I think, you know, same thing with Malignant, not Malignant, whatever the other movie was where the twist was spoiled. I feel like maybe would have enjoyed it just a little bit more. Yeah. If I didn't know what was already coming. True. Um, Although I think I would have groaned if I didn't know going in that that was the premise. Oh, maybe. Um, I don't think I would have been like, oh, this is really smart. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, it, I'd, I'd give it a 5 out of 10. It's average. Yeah. It's, it's not bad, but no. it's not something I'd watch again. Maybe 5.5. Mm, eh, I'm going to say what the 5. 5 out of 10. I'd say a movie that's on the bottom end of average, I probably wouldn't watch again, and I wouldn't watch this again. So, yeah. yeah. Like, Ghost Mars would be fun to watch again. Oh, yeah, that movie's stupid and, fun. In the Mouth of Madness, just so I could see if I could figure it out a little bit more. <sighs> that uh, one I don't think I would watch again. Um, I feel like, though, I would give In the Mouth of Madness a higher score, though, maybe if I... Now, I think In the Mouth of Madness would be a five and a half. Okay. Because it... it it's not for the story. It's just like, I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe I give Village of the Damned a five and a half, and I give In the Mouth of Madness a four and a half out of ten. It just fucking was. Ugh. I'd probably give Vampires four and a half to be honest. I need to rewatch that. Just because one. it started out so great, like the first five minutes, and then it didn't really live up to that potential, and then all the guys died, and then it was like, oh, I can take out this super vampire by myself. <laughs> Why I need those other eight guys? Ghost of uh, Mars gets a fucking five for me. Okay. I don't know why we're rating movies now. I don't know why either. It's this fine. Is a new thing. I don't like. Okay. I don't mind. I'm it. just gonna say five for everything. Not gonna. Oh, Escape <laughs> from LA. I'll give. I'll give Escape from LA a six. Okay. It's goofy fun. It's stupid. It is stupid. But I love it. Like you gotta make eight shots with this basketball in two minutes, or, <laughs> yeah. or I'm gonna kill you. Yeah. And nobody's ever done it before. And so we gotta we gotta get the mediocre section of yeah. So I broke it into like three groups of six. Yeah. Um, we watched like the six we just talked about, mm-hmm. and then the, the six good ones. And I put Christine at the bottom of the list, but the thing, Big Trouble in China, They Live, Escape from New York, and Halloween. Um, those are my top six, and Christine, and then the. The ones we didn't watch. Uh, rec- well, we watched Prince of Darkness recently. We did. A couple months Fog, ago. We watched maybe maybe a month a year ago. ago. Did we watch The Fog together? Maybe. Maybe I let you borrow it. Okay, maybe you just let me borrow it. The Fog I've is... I've never watched Dark Star all the way through. It's rough. I haven't seen Starman since it came out. Dark Star deserves to be in the shit category. Yeah, it does. But I gotta, we gotta, it, it was his first movie he ever made. I wouldn't mind watching Memoirs of Invisible Man because... You might be able to rent that one off Amazon. I like when they have to make goofy special, like how Sam Neill has like the pistol. To yeah, his which head. was cool. You know, I respect that. That one was like really stuff cool. like that. Like I don't mind watching Invisible People movies, um, but they're usually, I've never really seen one that is like clapping at the end. Uh, I clapped. We could watch Prince of Darkness again. I wouldn't mind doing that. You want to watch it again? I can watch it again. I like it. I Prince of Darkness is definitely one of the movies where you either like it or you absolutely hate it. There's no in the middle with that yeah. one. There really isn't. I it, thought there was a remake of Salt Pre-C-13. There is. Okay. From like 2005. I saw it in the theater. It's not good. Okay. John Leguizamo's in it. Yeah. I think like, it's more action-packed. Way than more action-packed. It's nothing like Assault on Pre-C-13, the original. And what's the one? Um, Assault on Pelham... 
The one about the subway. Oh, the taking of taking something. Of That's with, with um, four or five sticks or something. With um, I feel like that was made about the same time as Precinct Thirteen, and then it was remade about the same time as Precinct Thirteen, and they're both about like New York City or yeah, something. So that, I get that, that's up. with um, God, what's his name? Wow, I'm having the biggest brain Harvey fart Cartel? right now. No, I thought it had um, Jesus Christ, what's his name? Um, Burt Lancaster. No, what's another movie? <laughs> Look who's talking. Oh, uh, oh God. Is that he was um, in that John right? Travolta? John Travolta, right? I think so yeah. I because re- I remember he's like bald and he's got like a goatee or some shit, right? You're thinking in that of movie? Broken Arrow, I think. No, or he's I, got hair in Broken Arrow. Or Christian Swordfish. Christian Slater. He's not. No, he's the both of those. He's got hair in okay. it. I just can't get over that soul patch. That yeah. Ugh. <laughs> Maybe he's not bald in it. I don't know. I just remember. Oh, I'm gonna look him up right now. But yeah, and then we'll get started on the mediocre category. And then after we watch all of them, we should just rank yeah, them. Yeah, it was seventy four ninety eight. Okay. The original on the I don't know what the, the timeline on Solomon Priest is directing was. So I think seventy six, seventy seven, is when the original one. Walter came Matthau out. and Robert Shaw are in the first one. The guy from Jaws. Mm hmm. Um. I think the it t- might be Colin Farrell in the 98 one. Uh, let's see. Edward James Olmos, Vincent D'Onofrio, or whatever his name is. Donnie Wahlberg. That's who I was thinking of. Wahlberg. Wahlberg. Mark Wahlberg. Oh, that's a TV movie. That's interesting. Oh, he has hair in it, but he's just got a dumb goatee. Okay. Was he the bad guy? Yeah. Why does it say it's TV? Like, yeah, it says television adaption. Okay. I forget that fucking. Um, oh, 2009. Denzel Washington's it's been made three in it times. Too. What's been remade three times? Taking a Pelham one, two, three. Jesus Christ! In 2009 as well. Tony oh yeah, Scott. this is this is the, yeah, this is the newer one. Oh, I thought Denzel it was older Washington. than that. Yeah, Denzel's in it. Yeah, versus. Um, the guy that flies planes and might be gay. So. <laughs> But yeah, and then we'll get we'll get the mediocre category going here. I'll grab. I was gonna try and watch the Halloween movies, but no, I, I wouldn't mind watching Halloween movies. At least uh, two, four, five, and six. All right, deal. I've, I, I've I, seen they're, they're, one so many times. Yeah, I have. I brought them all. They're up in the room. And I so. watched *Season of the Witch* a couple times this last year. So what's today's date? Thirteenth. My math's terrible, but like what? Eighteen more days of Halloween. Eighteen days till Halloween. 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 Eighteen days till Halloween. Silver Shamrock. We were excited because we went to Oktoberfest and there's a guy with a Halloween shirt. Yeah, we got to nerd out for a little bit. Unfortunately, he likes the Rob Zombie ones. Uh, Yeah, it's fine. No, no. The first first Rob Zombie, the first one, the first remake is okay, but if you say you like the Halloween too, no, I'm sorry. More entertaining than the. Original Halloween too, so <laughs> we'll that, see. Oh, that's another one of the movies. Although that I I've... haven't seen the Rob Zombie too, so you've never seen it. No, I just saw oh, the first one. Fuck. So maybe I shouldn't say that. Oh, dude, it's another one I of those. I just remember being bored out of my mind. Halloween two, the dude, original with Jamie Lee Curtis. So the Rob Zombie Halloween two, the thir- the second Halloween two that was ever made. Yeah. 
And now we had the third one come out Friday. <laughs> it's <laughs> another one of those movies where I've literally shit it out of my head and I don't remember it. Okay. It's that's how I the only things I remember I might have shit it out too. The it's, only things I remember is Michael Myers doesn't wear a mask in the movie. Oh boy. Um he's barely in it and there's Cherry Moon zombie and white horses. That's okay. that's all I can remember from it. You could have guessed all that without seeing it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh boy. Um So yeah, we'll I guess we'll start on those and then we'll okay. get the mediocre um Carpenter movies going. Cool. Let's do it. Yeah. All right guys. Later. All right.